Welcome to your typical Shonen protagonist. He's Kai, I'm Kels, and today we're talking about the final part of Naruto the Chunin exams. First off, Kai, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I am just kind of keeping it together. Got some, you know, nasally stuff going on, but that will not stop this. Good. So we left off last time talking about the Chunin exam prelims, right? All the way from the, the written exam to the forest of death to like the prelim tournament where we got to see such crazy fights like Lee and Gara. Like, I don't know any of the fights in there that really top that, you know, seeing, um, seeing Sakura and Ino go at it was kind of cool. But really, the things that stick out to you, eh, it's really where, where the show starts to define itself. But now we're into the final battles like the real defining finishing moments of the tuning exams with this portion yeah this is kind of well this is like the opus that we have been you know leading up to with the whole yeah like i'm gonna take this test i'm not gonna answer any questions but i'm gonna get there I'm going to, like, be in the forest of death. I'm going to stab a snake, and I'm going to get, like, wrecked. <laughs> but, you know, I'm still going to keep going. So he finally went, and now he is making it to, like, the end. This is Naruto's, like, opus of this exam, noted as one of the best tournament arcs in anime. And arguably. you know what? I I am surprised. But, yes, I would agree that... I have an opinion about tournament arcs when they're done too many times, but of all of the tournament arcs, this is one that really like holds its own. You know, it doesn't feel too formulaic. It doesn't feel like it's gone on too long. And I don't think we really see another tournament arc in Naruto again. Yeah. There's like the, you know, hunky dory filler one that happens, but that one does not matter at all. So yeah, it's, it'll be, what it'll be, but this is truly the one and only tournament arc in Naruto that at least matters. The other and ones the great that they par- exist don't. The great part about this, probably for me, is that it doesn't matter. Like, at the end, like, the next arc is immediately, like, this whole tournament was a, a plot. Spoilers. So none of the results actually matter. But we gotta get through the fun and take it seriously until the plot is revealed the the curtain is pulled back and you know the truth has come to light about really what's going on with this tune in exams. Yeah. So but yeah, this starts off the final act of the tuning exams really starts off where we kind of left off with Choji. Um like, you know, he gets wrecked and blah blah. This starts like we start the matchups and there is a drawing for the preliminary descent to determine, okay, let's see who's going to go against who and what's all this. Um, and we see that our boy Naruto has the opportunity to, you know, put his money to where his mouth is to fight Neji. So, you know, Naruto's like, yeah, I'm going to do it, blah, blah, blah. But no, we got time. We get a month, which I really like. We get the downtime so he can prepare. And narratively, this gives us time for Naruto to get to a level where he won't get like Rick Road 
in the first 30 seconds. So we see that um, it's going to take place in a month. And there will be dignitaries there to watch. I believe like they invite the lords of all the villages, all the Kage show up. I believe all the Kage I showed think up. at the moment, it's just, you know, our Hokage and the Kaze Kage of the Sand Village. Yeah. Shows up. Yeah. Which is weird that all the other Kages didn't come. But I guess at this point in the story, they're not relevant. So, like, that adds to the suspense of them not being here. But, yeah, no. So, dignitaries and a bunch of different people are invited to watch the match. And they do show up. And we're doing this month of training. Naruto meets Jiraiya, another Sanin, which is someone on par with uh, Maru, the person who he just got rickrolled by in the Forest of Death. Except Jiraiya... Is like a solid foil to Orochimaru in like every aspect. Um, at this point, we can't say that he is the Naruto to Orochimaru Sasuke because that's what it is, but at this point it hasn't been shown. So we're just going to go with he is the foil of Orochimaru. He's kind of the opposite. He has this power, but he also wants to protect people and do this. But you know, it's Jiraiya, and he finds out, yeah, this man is kind of a perv, but... He's taught the fourth Okage. He's a student of the third. Like, he's got very high vestige on him. Like, he is the big bad Jiraiya sensei. Yes, which is exciting that, like, this is the intro. That, like, Naruto has no idea, other than the fact that he beats up um, Ebisu for, you know, ratting him out at the, at the onsen. And then, like, Naruto's, well, you just beat up my teacher. Now you have to train me, old man. And, you know, seeing that whole whole play out where Jiraiya really reveals things in him paying attention, like the fact that he recognizes the seals placed on Naruto, and he's like, oh, some crazy three trigram, six palm, whatever on top of a five-prong seal, who would do an odd number with an even seal? It's like, not only does this man, you know, feel happy-go-lucky, but he also really clearly knows his shit. Yeah, Jiraiya is not one to be trifled with by any means. Like, he's, um, and, you know, he takes, I don't know if it's, like, pity, or him saying that Naruto reminds him, something about him reminds him of himself, or the fourth, but he's like, yo, I will teach you a technique for the tuning exams. Like, I will help you learn this advanced technique so you can be a threat or at least have some type of chance, like, against this fool. So, yeah. Um, Naruto goes and starts practicing under Jiraiya, which is so crazy. Because if you think about, like, in terms of, like, just taking a step back to look at the whole scope of Naruto. And you're saying that the very, like, they were like, the Sanin had, like, Jiraiya had the most, I would say. But the Sanin didn't have a lot of pupils. Like, Naruto was one of three pupils of Jiraiya. Well, four if you count Kona and Yasuke or Yasuko or whatever. But the other two literally were the fourth Hokage and Pain. Like, so, Naruto's tutelage, like, just in a retrospect, looking back at it, is crazy. And Yeah, man. Like, 
even Sasuke being tutored by Orochimaru, again, stepping back, um, is like, because I assume that, you know, yes, spoilers for the future, but I'm just going to say it. Like, that yeah. is, like, that's crazy because Orochimaru really didn't take on students. He had Kabuto, which is more like a lab rat to him. And then um, Sakura taking on signing. Like, that's just, or taking, Tsunade taking on Sakura, another one, the signing. It's just equally wild because you look at these and you see, like, it's so good to go back and look at Naruto and be like, wow, like, we really did grow up with these characters. Like, we saw when they were at nothing, like, basically, like, how far back they were all trained from the Sonic. Like, they were legitimate pupils for, like, years. And their development and their skills came from the Sonic. Like, they were literally, like, trained by three ninja elite. And that's just, like, really cool as a retrospective to, like, think about. Yeah, man, I totally agree. Like, to, to both, one, see how crazy strong the Sanin are, and two, that they take the time for whatever their reasons are, and they train, like, our level of ninja, and between Naruto and Naruto Shippuden, we get to see that progression, along with how that works in the rest of the ninja world. Yeah. And, like, where Naruto and Pain interact as students of Jiraiya, it's, that's incredible like to to see the different ways life impacts the same kind of training no nah, but it's, yeah we're, we're kind of off into shippuden yeah so we we get to see you know the introduction of jiraiya which you know we haven't met Tsunade yet but i'm certain that uh af i think it's either after konoha crush it has to be right yeah it's after uh konoha crush we meet Tsunade. um and that kind of brings it all together. But while Naruto's training with Jiraiya and learning how to be a Toad Sage, apparently, um, Sasuke's off with uh, Team Seven's Kakashi, training in the ways of Surprise the Chidori. Yeah, as like, which I believe this is the first time we saw the Chidori as well appear. Um, because I can't recall, did Kakashi use that against Zabuza? I feel like he did. At least he pulled it out, but yeah. I don't I don't recall. Like, maybe he did. I feel like that's how he killed Haku. So maybe that, like, I just don't recall it. But let's say for the sake of he did, yeah. So, yeah, you got Jiraiya teaching Naruto a technique, and then you got Kakashi teaching um, Sasuke this technique. And... We're like, okay, we're finally starting to see, like, this big, like, okay, here's your, like, in the terms of My Hero speech, here's your super move. Like, this is, like, okay, you're moving on to have something unique to yourself that is not unique to yourself. But, yeah, unique to yourself. So, and there seems to be, like, you don't see really in-depth that much of Sasuke's training, but you start to see there is, like, a pool or, like, kind of like a hurdle that, like, is... Like, Sasuke has, like, he's just trying to, like, it seems like there's, like, this thing that Kakashi is like, yo, like, I don't know if I'm certain about you using this technique. Like, I'm teaching you this technique so you just straight up won't die. But at the same time, like, I don't know if it's wise to teach this to a child. I get that kind of vibe. I feel like, yeah, I, I feel like Kakashi knows that there are there is no other option. Like, he has to either train him 
or let him either die or fall onto the wrong path. Yeah. But equally, it's like, I'm about to train this kid how to be, you know, a killer and have the ability to do it. You know, is this really like the the best play? There's no right answer, which is funny, you know, in in his final fight um, with Gara. You know, there's kind of the the sidebar conversation between um, Guy and Kakashi, and Guy's like, "This is a technique that you know should only be used in in special circumstances, right, Kakashi?" Yeah. Kakashi's like, Kakashi looks at Lee and he's like, "Yeah, Guy, you're one to talk." After you know teaching Lee about the fucking eight inner gates, the things that can eventually murder you. Yeah. So yeah, it's. Eventually, slash, should have, but yeah. Um, no, that's, like, super wild. And, like, the thing that gets me is why, like, Relief is like, yeah, let's train and go be strong. Did you whole ass got the sin, but like, you know, we could train. We could just murder everybody. Like, because they're really, like, two for two on this. Like, because. Yeah. Like, I mean, in Gara's case, I guess Dosu was trying to kill Gara. So... Gara killing him wasn't really like, you know, like out of cold blood. Yeah. But still, Gara was waiting for that man and he straight up just murdered him on the rooftop. Okay. That's, you know, that that's fair enough because Dosu was coming for him. But our boy uh, Baki, who murdered Hayate Gecko after Hayate Gecko finds out about the Sound and Sand Village plot. To take over, I guess, like, the Leaf Village. Yeah, to destroy it, really. Yeah, the, certainly, to destroy the Leaf Village. Um, that, Yeah, that was that was kind of rough, because Hayate Gekko was kind of cool. Yeah, no, Ex- I was like, he had an interesting sword style. He was an interesting character, to say the least. Like, and it was really, really kind of sad. Like, I mean, not really, it was just not... Not really kind of sad, but it was sad. Um, because, like, he was just trying to warn his village. Like, and honestly, I'm just, like, still really pissed off. It's been years. It's like, this isn't the death that pissed me off most of all. You'll find that later if you continue with our Naruto series. Um, <laughs> but, like, this is definitely one of those deaths where I'm like, I understand. Because this was, like, when we were in the edgy Naruto. And where death had to be explained in this. And I'm just like, why? Why Gecko? Like he was just trying to live his life. He had all these things that we didn't know he had, but found out he had later. So, like, thank you, Naruto series, for making me mad about something years and years. I mean, like nine years after it happened, I got <laughs> mad about it. I was just like, really? Are you like freaking serious? Like, took a page <sighs> out of uh, out of One Piece's book. You know, make a callback from you know twenty four years later. Make you care about that one, uh, one murfish, fish man. Yeah, you'll have to do, oh yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. They did that too. Hachi ass, like, (laughs) man. We haven't been in Arlong Park for 34 years, man. But shit, you gonna remember today. (laughs) Which is kind of what they do to Hayate Gecko, which is, I don't know, it's fun, it's cool, but it's also like, okay, did you have to tell me about Hayate Gecko's life, you know, six years later? Or could you just show me the rest of the fucking story? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, of course, of course. So the Sandlit Village is out here killing all these people, and Gar is like, you know, I kill one person. 
might as well just go kill that kid who like managed to hit me and made me all like feel things. And I was like, why does anybody love me? So Gara goes and creeps in the hospital. Where Lee is. Man, what a fucking spooky scene, man. That was some horror stuff, bro. That fucking was like creeping creeping up after Sakura and like wait where is he? I know he's here. When's he gonna pop up? Yeah, man. And like the music and everything was just so ominous. And like at this point as a kid, I really thought Gara was gonna die. I mean not Gara. I thought Lee was gonna die. I was like, who's gonna show up and stop him? Like we know guy's not here. Like, I thought Sakura was going to come back in the room and be like, oh, hey. And then, you know, Sakura couldn't do anything. So she was just going to watch, you know, our boy Lee get axe murdered. So I was like, okay, here we go. But no, that didn't happen. Um, Gar walked in there and he was like, I'm going to do it. And then our boy Naruto and Shikamaru were like, nah, like you ain't. And Gar was like, you want to know why I kill people? <laughs> and... Basically, he was like, here's my sad backstory. And we had that sorrow and sadness OST come in. Or no, it wasn't that one. It was like the like weird like opera elevator music one. You know what I'm talking about? Like where it's just like yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was like I was like, okay. Um Yeah. And they're like, okay, you know, Naruto's like, wow, that could have been me. That's crazy. Like, I don't know what's going yeah, on. That whole scene where Naruto gets fucked up because Gara's like, I have the exact same life as you, except I didn't have any kind of like guiding role models. All I had was murder. Like, bro, that's too real. Calm down, Naruto. The show. Yeah, and I was like, what? So, yeah, it's pretty bad. I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'm just going to be sad and feel things, I guess, if that's okay. And, yeah, before, like, Gara leaves, Guy shows up, and he's like, yo, nah, you gotta leave, bruh. Like, this ain't happening. So, that whole thing gets avoided, but due to the whole thing of Gecko getting murdered, we meet um, Gana, who is now the prompter, the one month has passed. Um, Gana, or Gimma, yeah, Gimma Gen- becomes the prompter. Yeah, becomes the prompter of the exam, which she's going to do is we saw her stand in front of the door doing the pre-test of the tuning exams. Like, you got to find location stuff. So, yeah, that happens, which is very insignificant. But, yeah, it's different. So, the first match is the long-awaited match that we've been having. It's Naruto versus Neji. And this fight itself was kind of underwhelming to me, but what this fight stood for was very... Like, I very much liked it. But then, in the grand scheme of things, you realize Neji was right the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) So, I'm just like, wow. Yeah, I mean, so animation-wise, it's not the, the greatest fight. However, like, the impact of Naruto not giving up. Like, it went for three episodes. Yeah. And not a lot happened. But... Like, the symbolism of the fight and getting to learn about Neji and the Hyuga clan and, you know, Naruto being like, fuck your life, we're all in the same boat, only you decide what you want to do. 
and you know neji kind of being like a punk bitch like you don't know my struggle and naruto being like the only motherfucker who does comprehend the words that are coming out of his mouth yeah was was kind of fun it was kind of like we know because we've seen naruto this all the time that neji you're being a dumb bitch right now come on like yes you are strong but this is how naruto gets him every time you gotta know you got to know so the fact that, you know, one, we get to see Neji's backstory and we get more more explanation there. But also that we get to see Neji get the shit knocked out of him one time was wonderful. Naruto gets beat up, you know, four or five different times over the fight. But Neji takes one uppercut at the end of the fight out of nowhere and he's done. It's like, that's tenacity. That's what it takes, Neji. Yeah, like... And... You know, it's the fact that Neji's like, yeah, it's like, I admit that I lost, you know, like, he's, he's not like crashed about it, but like, you can feel the pain. Cause like in that fight, I was like, man, I feel really bad. Cause I feel like Naruto like out here with the Fox powers, like that's some cheat, you know, like that's some, are you out here chakra punching through stuff and doing things he shouldn't be able to <laughs> like, you know, but it's just whatever, I guess. Um, and Naruto's like, one day I'll change the Hyuga. I'm like, did he? Boruto needs to address that. Like, dead ass. Like, I'm also oh, mad. I mean, like, I, was, I was thinking the same thing, kind of, sort of, but not really with Boruto. Because I'm like, he married Hinata. Which, side note, like, them getting a scene where Naruto's running late. And, like, Hinata's like, hey, we're at that training ground. And I've grown. And he's like, yo, you're weird as fuck. But I like people like you. When we get that moment of tenderness between the two, I'm yeah. like... Yes, that's what I want. I love Naruto needs to stop being a dumb bitch with Sakura already, Facts. but equally, like everyone is young. Facts. But no, that was kind of cute. So, like, I mean, we were talking about something important before that sidebar. We were just talking about like how we gotta see in Boruto if Naruto actually held his promise to change the Hyuga clan, since he is indeed spoiler alert the Hokage now. I mean, I would say that not as Hokage, but like, like his everything changed like everyone's heart because you you know at the opening of like Baruto we get we get an insight in like the Hugo clan with the family head being a grandfather instead of like the fucking Hugo god. True. So like the fact that he's kind of calmed down and like other than you know spoilers neji being dead i don't know if we get much of like the hugo clan main family line stuff anymore yeah again but neji shouldn't have died but um no he should not have Neji deserved better i will forever be pissed about that but um you know i did really like the scene where neji's in the room afterwards like post fight and his uncle or whatever comes up it's like yo I'm a bitch because it took all this for me to show you this. But like, yo, and that whole speech from his dad talking about freedom and what he did. I'm like, yo, that's so crazy. Like, that's so beautiful. And, you know, related to a different series, which I will talk to you about after this podcast, because that's what we do out here. We hype up things that you're never going to hear. Um, But that whole thing of like self-sacrifice, like, I feel like that was a true like, that was kind of, like, edging to, like, Neji's fate. Like, that's what his father chose, and that's what he chose. 
to like protect something that he would never be able to enjoy. I'm like, that's crazy. Like, I really like that, like, whole setup there and that whole, like, you know, it sucked that Neddy's dad has to be a martyr for it, but I was like, yo. And that honestly was my favorite part of the tuning exam, figuring out what's going on with Neddy. Like, I love that yeah. personally. I was like, you know, a treat that I didn't expect and I was very happy about. Yeah, because we get so much stuff going on with, like, the Uchiha clan that we don't ever get explained. Like, what well, we do get explained, but it takes so long. So to get this kind of, like, backstory and family drama and, like, motivation explanation in, like, kind of a shortish time frame, because we're only dealing with 50 or 60 episodes here. Like, not to have a resolution, but to have some sort of, like, progression in the Hyuga and, like, Neji and Hinata's, like, connection, it feels really good. So not only do we get, like, an explanation about, like, Neji and the side branch families and, like, what happened to his dad, but we also kind of get, like, an insight into Hinata and, like, the pressures of being in the main branch but not being able to, like, meet expectations. Like, Neji has such, like, hatred with the fact that when he got his brand, like, the main branch did not go to meet the Thunder Ninja because it was Hinata's third birthday. He's like, fuck Hinata, fuck her third birthday. I got branded for this shit? What? Yeah. Like, I don't even think I could be mad, but it's not like Hinata's fault. Yeah, I mean, like... Yeah. And the way he, like, and that's interesting how he, like, relates that to Hinata as well. I'm just like, okay, you know, like, he's like, I'm strong and you're weak, yet I'm the one being persecuted. And that's crazy. That's like, you know, that's, I'm not ever going to say, like, you know, the weak, like, enslave or pick on the strong. But that's real. Like, you know, sometimes people will have, like, let's just say, like, you know, a rival school or something like that as, like, you... Like, they always go to qualify or something like that or, like, have a better tracks team because, you know, they, like, buy their way in. Yet your school has the faster kids. I don't know. Like, just some example or something like that. But it's, like, it's crazy, you know? Yeah, it's 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 kind of wild how, like, politicking can beat out, you know, physical, mental superiority in a situation like this. Yeah. Um, which is kind of, it, it's interesting to see that kind of struggle. Like, like the struggle between being the superior fighter and the stronger person compared to the lot in life of family drama, you know? Yeah. Like, you don't get to be the one simply because you were born into a branch family. Which is so stupid because, like, especially because Neji and his Neji's father and um, him are twins, you know? Like, they're, yeah. they're twins. So it's like, okay, like... Why is it like this? Like, it doesn't make... And I think that the the whole point about making them twins, other than the fact that, like, one can, you know, cover for the other, is simply to show the the level of... Like, how, how exactly how asinine this whole thing can be. Yeah. Like, they are equivalently the same person. However, the one who came out first is the leader, and the one who came out second is not. Which and blows my mind because, like, the Branch family isn't, like, something, like, crazy, like, oh, like, these people. It's not like the Somas and Fruits Baskets, you know? 
Like, it's not like, okay, everybody just has the same surname, Soma, even though they're not, like, exactly, like, you know, one degree of separation. Like, the Branch family is literally, like, there are kids in the same mother and father who are Branch and who aren't. I'm just like, that's so stupid. Well, that's more to do with, like, are you or have you ever known about the curse? Where this is kind of, like, similar-ish, however, not really. But, like, with with this, you could never, like, as a branch family, you could never ascend to being a main family line. Yeah. Like, it's simply your lot in life. But, um, no, certainly, you know, this whole fight with, with Naruto, not, like, particularly amazing in terms of animation quality. However, story and insight into more characters, it's, it's an excellent thing. And Naruto pulls out the win somehow which was exciting yeah we love our boy naruto um for pulling out that w even though neji should have got it but you know he's the show is not called neji so we we knew what was gonna happen (laughs) for good reason uh that in would end you know a couple of maybe a hundred episodes into shibut yeah and uh but yeah after Uh. that fight we move on to another fight, which is supposed to be Sasuke versus Gara, but Sasuke is being a punk bitch and not showing up yet, which I'm, I'm kind of mad that they were like, he's going to make a cool entrance. He's just waiting. And then he does. And I'm like, come on, man. Really? Do we have to make a cool entrance? Yeah. After waiting so long, but they postponed that match to the end. So we wind up with Shino versus Konkuro, but Konkuro forfeits because he knows that the secret plan to take over the village, to destroy the Leaf Village is more important than, you know, going and getting in a fight. So Konkuro forfeits. Shino moves on. I don't really, like, do we even see Shino? No, we don't see Shino fight. I don't know if we even see Shino at all. Like, I don't, like, I just watched this, and I don't recall him being in, like, the stands. I don't think he was either. I think he was, like, backstage or something. Like, or, he was somewhere. Like, I feel like I did see him, but... Yeah, no. And it's funny because of what happens later. But yeah. Um, so no, Shino doesn't get to fight because they're like, uh, like you said, Conqueror's like, I forfeit because, you know, I'm really not sure what the point of him forfeiting was. Like, I couldn't even think Simpl- about why. Simply so that he could, one, keep things moving and two, not have to fight because he wasn't there to get his, uh, his tuning rank. He was there just to help the Sand Village. Yeah. True. But Tamari fought. So that's why I was like, yes, it was weird. But yeah. So anyway, that doesn't happen. They postpone the match. And uh, um, so then we went to Tamari versus Shikamaru. Yeah, we skipped like two matches. That's right. So we went from our first to our fourth match. And that's when we got, you know, Tamari versus Shikamaru, which was the in my opinion the best fight of the tuning exams because it was more so it was like a battle of the minds like and it was really yeah. spooky well not spooky it was really wild how it just happened over like everything was so calculated like shikamaru forfeited but he won yeah or, after after showing that he could win the match he has it in the checkmate position and then he gives up just because he's like, it'd be too much of a drag to have to fight again. I've shown what I can do. I'm done. 
Yeah, it's wild. And like, so um, Tamari is no slouch when it comes to the fighting or the tactics part. Like, she's very intelligent as well. And she thinks, yeah, I got it. I know what I'm doing. And like, Asuma's like, no, like, Shikamaru's got this in the bag. He's a genius. And he's doing this hand thing. And everybody's like, oh, is that a hand sign or what? And Asuma's like, no, that's his thinking. That's his thinking pose. Like, I've played Choji against this kid, like, 800 times. And I've never been able to beat him once. Like, Shikamaru is a genius. And I'm like, to find that out, I'm like, wow. You know, I didn't know that. Like, this is the first introduction we had to one of the most brilliant characters in anime, in my personal opinion. Like, Shikamaru is a real G, and the G stands for genius. Yes, which is which is great. Like, we see him, you know not only look lazy as hell because he is but yeah. like we see him apply the least amount of effort for the greatest effect yeah and it's after like the checkmate move where he uses the holes in the arena from naruto's match to get tamari with his uh shadow possession jutsu yeah that we really see exactly how different he is from like everyone else like to recognize the terrain and force the match in that direction just to make use of that it's like holy shit everything else was either a distraction or a push for this singular result that we are now in yeah no and, like right and he saw like every 200 moves before you saw too yeah he was like Shikamaru was just like on one and this fight again was like the best fight I would say of the whole series or not sorry not series let me say that back of the tuning <laughs> of the tuning yeah. exams fight like it was very it was cool because it was like it was unexpected but it was cool and um, it only took one episode my god like, yeah. yes give me one episode where you wrap the story up yeah and then that happens. It's like, okay, we finally done it. Are we having Gunnar versus Sasuke? Is the fight happening? And the like, the crowd's like, what's going on? And they're like booing Shikamaru and all that. And then Sasuke was like, I'm fresh as fuck, boy. And then shows up. And oh my god. And yes. So one, the fact that Gara is like, I'm just gonna murder some punks in the hallway on my way to my last match. Cool. Let's just kill somebody. Yeah. And then Sasuke and uh fucking Kakashi out of nowhere show up in ring in a whoosh of leaves. It's like, come on, bro. Yeah, I'm just like, why? Why did this happen? <laughs> but you know, you have to know Yeah. Yeah, you gotta know it was the Leaf Village. So um Yeah, man. And you gotta see the new fit and you gotta see the new hair. Yeah, which was and and yeah, I mean, basically, yeah. So Sasuke is like, I'm here. Like, I cut my long hair, or his hair was still long, I believe. His hair grew out. Yeah. It's now longer. Yeah. It's like, my hair's long. I'm here. Um, Gar's like, okay, let's fight. Fight starts. Sasuke's like, my speed is drastically better. I'm so fast. You can't stop me. And Gar's like, well, I'm just going to make a sand spear ball. And Sasuke is like, I'm stronger than 
that dude is. I, I believe he said that. He might have not said that, but he's like, I'm stronger now, or some emo line. And Sasuke's like, I can also do the Chidori. And for some reason, he drags it on the ground like Kakashi never does. Um, Still can't figure out why. Because um, we need to see how powerful it is. Yes. That's, that's why. That's probably why, yeah. So, Which is exactly why, one, when he's on the wall for some reason and he pulls out the Chidori, you see him grab it, throw it to the side, and then start running just so they can like show how powerful it is. It'll fuck up the wall, man. Imagine if this was your face. I don't know. Yeah, like, so, like, he does that, and he's like, this is a technique I've learned from Akashi. I'm also going to, like, pull my handkerchief down off my face because I'm a G. And so he pulls his, like, collar, and, like, he runs at him and goes, and then as the fight's, like, about to get, I guess, to a climax or something, or really anything, because this fight barely even happened, um, a smoke bomb or something goes off in the Kage's box. And it's like, what? And then we see Kabuto is like, yeah, um, I betrayed y'all, and everybody in the stadium falls asleep. Yep, yep. So so the fact that we kind of see, like, when Sasuke hits Gara with the Chidori, and Gara freaks the fuck out because it's the first time he's been hurt in, like, literal years, we kind of see this monstrous arm come out, and then the attention moves away from the fight to exactly this, you know. All hell's breaking loose, we're being attacked, everyone's asleep except for the ninja who know what's going on, and then, like, end episode. Like, go invasion end episode it's like oh what the fuck is going on no one knows like at this point so it's just like okay yeah it just ends there and you gotta kind of speculate and wonder what in the world is happening yeah like none of everything that has happened for the last like 30 episodes no longer matters because it's not a question of who's going to ascend to like tuning rank it's now how do we keep our entire village from being murdered? Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah, no, it's definitely something you got to sit there and figure it out. And it's funny because, like, a lot of people are like, if the tuning exams would have finished, it had the potential to be better than the Dark Tournament in New York show. I'm like, oh, maybe. Um, that's a hard <laughs> maybe for me. Um, because I'm just like, it was good. Yes. Um, I still don't feel like it reached that level. Just like for me, the turn, the dark tournament is like, okay, we just had a bunch of freaking tournament like fights. So happened over different venues. We met different characters. We unlocked different powers. There's so much that was done, but I will say that shooting exam is for sure in my top five tournaments, like anime tournaments for sure. Um, like I couldn't give it an exact number. Um, I could say maybe three. But I don't know what two is, but I just feel like it has to be one degree removed from the dark tournament, which is number one for me. Um, yeah, like you're not going to outdo the dark tournament. Yeah. You know, I feel because you, you've got all of like the ultimate fighting tournaments from Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. But like even there, you know, the tune in exams is up there, but it's not like the cell games. Yeah, no, for sure. Like. The cell games or shoot like the um what was it the Majin Buu art tournament or heck even the tournament of power like 
are all okay, but they're not like cell games level. So definitely that's how in like I don't know, there's so many tournaments we go on. We need to have a podcast about tournament arcs one day. Or maybe we have had a podcast. Um, I'm scared. That'll probably be next week when we forget what we're doing and have to come up with something. Yeah, you know. Um no. Um <laughs> but But no, ov- overall the tune in exams was a great kind of introduction into like more story stuff for Naruto. We yeah. get to see more action and progression on everything that's been set up so far. It was really uh, when a lot of stuff started, I feel like. It was like when we yeah. saw, okay, this is the true world and scope of Naruto. We saw other villages. Um, exactly. Yeah, this is the first time we saw other villages. We found out what Jinchuriki kind of are, that Naruto isn't the only one. We learned how much of a threat Orochimaru is. We learned how much of a badass like Jiraiya and Asanin are. And we learned, like, a lot about characters that we saw. Like, we learned that, okay, Shikamaru is a genius strategizer. Wow. Like, maybe Naruto and Sasuke aren't the only prodigies. Yeah, which they are, but they're not. Yeah. So. But no, no, totally. There's a lot of setup um, and kind of expansion on everything from the prologue arc, which continues in Konoha Crush. Like, we we see that everything's gone to shit due to a terrorist attack and, like, an invasion. But in Konoha Crush, we get to see, like, the response to that from the Leaf Village. Which shit gets crazy. Yeah, it gets super wild. So, you know, if you want to see how wild it gets, if you want to see more things that happen, you know, stick around to our Naruto... Um, explains podcast. They probably should have given us a name, but you know, our quest to be Hokage podcast that we do here. No, this is the last episode you'll hear about Naruto <laughs> from your typical shonen protagonist. <laughs> if you've enjoyed the last episode, um, you can catch all of our product on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Podcast, all of the podcasters you prefer at your typical shonen protagonist, or on Twitter. At your TSP, that's U-R-T-S-P. Kai, you got a Twitter too? Yeah, you can find me at Static Dreads, where I will be constantly trying to get you guys to watch Castlevania and Fruit Baskets and all the other, like, renaissance of animation that we are currently having right now. Yes, and we've got a whole other product out there about just that. Content Breaker on all of your podcatchers at Content Breaker or Instagram and Twitter at Content Breaker as well. We'll catch y'all next week for more or something here on your typical Shonen Protagonist. Yes. <laughs>